Word on Fire is brought to you by Catholic Cemeteries, serving the Chicago area since 1837, and FSP, dedicated to food service excellence. This is Cardinal Francis George, and I invite you to join me for the next few minutes to reflect with Father Robert Barron on the Word of God, which is the Word on Fire. Father Barron will challenge us to open our hearts to the Word on Fire, which is God's Word of love for each of us. If our hearts are open, the Lord can change and transform us so that we might speak with love about the one who is love. The Archdiocese of Chicago, through the generosity of Sacred Heart Parish in Winnetka, now presents The Word on Fire. Peace be with you. Friends, today is the third Sunday of Advent, and that's called Gaudete Sunday in our tradition. That means Rejoice Sunday. Gaudete in Latin is an imperative. It means act, do something, rejoice. Our readings are terrific because they display to us all sorts of hints as to what makes us joyful. How do we find joy? Here's a first observation. How many of us spontaneously associate God with joy? And if your answer is, well, not me, you're probably right, and that's part of the tragedy. God's whole business is joy. God's whole life is joy. God is a trinity of persons. The Father empties himself in love for the Son. The Son empties himself in love for the Father. The Holy Spirit is the love that's shared by the Father and the Son. Joy comes from this great act of letting go of oneself, which is why God is nothing but a community of joy. Why did God create? Our tradition says God does not create out of need. And that, I would say, is not just a philosophical statement. That's a spiritual statement of great power. God creates not out of need but God creates out of the sheer intensity of his joy. It's as though God's joy bubbles over. I know I've quoted to you before the pseudo-Dionysius, one of the great theologians of the early church, said the good is diffusive of itself. When you're in a good mood, you bubble over in joy. You want to express yourself. You want to tell other people about it. God is always in this bubbly, diffusive, joyful state of being. And all of creation, insects and plants, trees, animals, human beings, the stars and the moon, the distant galaxies, the whole expanse of the universe, every ounce of it, every bit of it, is the result of the divine joy. I wonder how often we think about that. I wonder how often that comes to mind. God is joy, and the world is the outflowing, the outpouring of the divine joy. You know, Jesus could not have been clearer. Why did he come? I came that you might have life and have it to the full. I have come that you might experience my joy and experience it to the full. It's in that wonderful Last Supper discourse in John's Gospel. Jesus came not primarily and first to give us the law, not primarily and first to judge us, not primarily and first to do anything 
but to give us joy. Friends, that's what Christianity is about. In the measure that we forget that, we forget the essential element in it. The minute you put anything other than joy at the center of the Christian life, you have misconstrued it. Let me say this. When we think of God primarily as judge, as someone who is brooding over us in a demanding way, when that's the first thing in our mind, it's a sign that we're caught in sin. You know, when you run away from the divine love, you run to the far country of sin, that's when God seems distant. Not that God has moved, but that you've moved. When God seems difficult and overbearing, not because He is in Himself, but because you have made yourself, by closing yourself in, you have made yourself the enemy of God. Rejoice, Gaudete. That's what the whole thing is about. You know, my hero, St. Thomas Aquinas, in his massive Summa Theologiae, his great work of Christian theology, in the section on the moral life, Thomas Aquinas begins with the question concerning joy. It's terrific. The moral life begins with joy. God wants us to be happy. And Aquinas wonders, how can we be happy? What makes us happy? Now listen, law, virtue, obligation, all those other elements in the moral life, do they have a place? Yes, indeed. They serve joy. They're for the purpose of joy. And if they're not, we should get rid of them. Gaudete Sunday. That's what it's about. So, what can we find now in the readings? Hints as to joy. In our Gospel, John the Baptist says, I'm baptizing you in water, but there is one to come who is mightier than I. I'm not fit to loosen his sandal strap. He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. Is our first hint. Christ's purpose is to baptize us in the Holy Spirit. Baptizane in Greek just means to dip into, to dip something into. Christ has come to dip us into the Holy Spirit. Who's the Holy Spirit? The love between the Father and the Son. That is to say, the intense joy shared by the Father and the Son. And that's what Jesus has come to do, is to dip us into that Holy Spirit. The tradition talks about baptism in the Holy Spirit. That's all it means. It means to let God live in you in such a way that you experience the very joy which is the inner life of God. I love, too, the fact that he says, baptize you in the Holy Spirit and in fire. Fire. Passion, enthusiasm, purpose. Joyful people are those who have purpose. Purposeful people are those who are joyful. See, these two go together. When the Holy Spirit's in you, you know what to do. You know where to go. Your life is on fire. That's what Jesus has come to do. People say, no, I think He's come to, to judge me. I think He's come to, to impose a moral law on me. All of that judgment and the law are in service of this. He's come to get you immersed in the Holy Spirit. What else can we find? 
Listen to what John says. His winnowing fan is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and gather the wheat into his granary, but the chaff he will burn in unquenchable fire. Well, now you're saying, now that sounds like pretty uh, sad news. Not much joy there. Nope, on the contrary. This is very good news. His winnowing fan is in his hand. What is that? But like a kind of rake. The farmer would take the grain, put it on the threshing floor. He'd take this rake and then he would toss it up into the air. The wind would blow the chaff away and then the good grain would fall to the ground. It's how the farmer separated what was good and enduring from what was simply chaff. When Christ is in your life, when you have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, it means that Christ is now going to work in you. Separating out all that's evil and dark and dysfunctional from all that is of the image of God. When you let Christ work in you, then your hatred and your violence and your selfishness and your self-absorption, your division, all that, he will throw up into the air so it might be blown away. This is very good news. When you're baptized in the Holy Spirit, when Jesus lives in you, this is the process of transformation that happens. And it is conducive to joy. I love this now from our second reading, which is taken from Paul's letter to the Philippians. In fact, the word Gaudete, from Gaudete Sunday, is really coming from here. Paul says, listen, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say it again, rejoice. There's the Gaudete. It's a command. It's the imperative. Rejoice. I think the first point is joy is something we can be commanded to experience. What do I mean? Well, it's like an action. It's like an action. If you just sit around waiting passively for something to come around and make me joyful, well, then you're not going to be joyful. Joy is something we can be ordered to do. Well, how so? Well, listen to the next line. Everyone should see how unselfish you are. Christians, here's the clue. Here's the key. I said that God is joy. Why? Because God is love. Those two go hand in hand. God is joy because God is a communion of love. Why can Paul say rejoice as a command? Because he's commanding us to be unselfish. You are joyful in the measure that you forget about yourself and look to the other in love. It's not that complicated. Hard to do, yes it is, for us sinners. But not that complicated to describe. Let me give you a hint. When you find yourself depressed, listless, hopeless, desperate, perform a simple act of love. What's love? It's willing the good of the other. It's simple. Nothing grandiose. doesn't have to be. A simple act of caring for someone around you. And believe me, Christians, you are surrounded by people whom you can love people who need you in some way. When you find yourself 
depressed. Act, act, be selfless. Everyone should see how unselfish you are. And that's where joy comes from. That's where it comes from. That's what it is. Listen now as Paul goes on. He says, Dismiss all anxiety from your minds. Present your needs to God in every form of prayer and in petitions full of gratitude. Every word of that is terrific. Dismiss all anxiety from your minds. What did Jesus say? Perfect love casts out all fear. The opposite of love is not hate. The opposite of love is fear. Where does anxiety come from? Anxiety comes from the conviction that we are in charge of our own lives. I worry and fret because I've got to make things right. I've got to determine how things go. No, dismiss anxiety from your minds when you hand your life in love over to God. And you say, Lord, you are the Lord of my life. You're the Lord of my life. And listen again. Present your needs to God in every form of prayer and in petitions full of gratitude. What does God want us to do? He wants us to ask Him, Lord, guide me. Lord, give me direction. Lord, show me the path. He wants us, listen, to turn our lives away from our own obsessions and anxieties and to turn to Him. It's true in the lives of all the saints. At some stage they said, my life is not about me, it's about God. And I'm going to let God run my life. In that moment and in that measure, we find joy. A last thought, what makes God happy when we find joy? God's joy is that we share His life. And so this third Sunday of Advent, Christians, Gaudete, rejoice. And God bless you. I hope that you were moved today by the word on fire. I pray that together we might become a people on fire with love for God and neighbor here in Chicago and wherever these words are heard. Until we join Father Barron again next week, I'm Cardinal Francis George. God bless you. School meals are as easy as ABC with FSP, an agency of the Archdiocese of Chicago. FSP provides nutritious, affordable, and easy-to-implement breakfast, lunch, and snack options for elementary and high schools. To find out about our student-tested and approved meal programs, call us at 773-385-5103. FSP, we're more than a school food service.